0: Hey guys, welcome to the Higher Standard Podcast, where we dive deep into the word and consider our habits and commonalities that keep us from holding a higher standard and living a life that reflects the life of Jesus. All right, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it is, wherever you're at. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, something's funny apparently <laughs> George, George, already cannot stop laughing, bro. <laughs> you know what I, i'll admit it i Not have bad. i had my eyes open when we just prayed I, I know. <laughs> so this will be a good no this is a good way to start because i want i want to know how you guys feel do, do you should you take your hat off when you, like, what is, where's the, what, what's the origin for taking off your hat when, <laughs> when you pray? Like, is that?
1: That's just Jewish culture.
0: Okay. Yeah. But you didn't take your hat off. Ah, I'm not Jewish. Okay. But well. Hey, it, you just had your eyes open. It's, just, it's also oh. written in the word. So is it just culture? Oh, is it really? For t- for taking your hat off when you pray? At least, I thought it was. Is it not? Okay. We have let's to. find out. Let's Google. Because honestly, Google is one of the best resources. Did you take your hat off? Huh? Yeah, I, I Oh, well, what about keeping your eyes open when you will pray? I think you can. I I think you can also pray with your eyes open. To me, I'll also well, find a scripture on that. Huh? He's <laughs> getting, getting offended. That's what, that's what it is. <laughs> I think we'll have. I think we'll have to answer this in the next episode. Because <laughs> this is uh, this is getting kind of serious. <laughs> <laughs> just, bro. No, i mean like i, I think there's. I think, actually, I, think, I think there's scripture that says that you are like uh for when it talks about women like covering their head or something like that mm-hmm. and then there's a scripture where it talks about men like shouldn't have their head, heads covered in the presence of the lord or something like that okay so, so the, i could i could have the verbiage wrong but i think it's something to that effect so possibly it was context that was written towards a specific church yeah probably, uh, probably by paul Oh yeah, it was definitely Paul. <laughs> Probably Paul. Uh, okay. This has been. We're gonna. We're gonna get this answer before we continue here. Because this. I think cool. I'm gonna just stop wearing hats. in General. <laughs> right, right. I won't got worry about that, bro. I'm gonna shave my head. Honestly, <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> It is is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> what. A- it's one of my least favorite sayings. That <laughs> that's a, you can't have that's another hair, episode <laughs> when you pray. That's it one is. of your
2: least favorite sayings?
0: Oh, yeah. It is what it is. That's one of my, that's least one of my favorite, favorite sayings. Really? See, I don't, yeah. like, I don't like it is what it is because I think people use it as an excuse a lot of times to do something that they shouldn't be doing or to let uh, something happen that uh, they should correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whenever I do bad things, bro, that's what I say. I'm like,
2: it
1: is what it do is. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm going to do it anyways.
2: i i I use it more in the sense of not not taking things too seriously
3: Mm. Mm, when someone's
2: getting upset over something that is for whatever reason probably doesn't need their reaction is a lot bigger it's just kind of yo it is what it is
0: right the idea of control what you can control
2: yeah i guess uh, that's funny how you say that (laughs) i'm like wait dude i got it tattooed on my shoulder (laughs) (laughs) no no (laughs) No (laughs) No regrets.
0: i mean we're we're all about that here at higher standard though is because you know we sometimes look at something as if there's no other possible way to look at it you know that saying is something different for you than it is for me Mm -hmm. um right And we could actually come to an agreement, I think, just because when I look at it the way that you are, I could see like, yeah, there's truth to that. Um, (laughs) But you know what? There's a lot more serious sayings and things that people do that people tend to argue about. Mm -hmm. And um, it gets really heated when they don't, when they're not able to see the truth on both sides. Mm -hmm. A lot of things are synonymous, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Were you, uh, were you pulling something up? Oh, I mean, it's not that serious. He's still oh. trying to
2: figure out if he should wear a hat or not. He's he nah,
0: it's, it's really, really not that. To be continued. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think I'll go ahead and start by <laughs> introducing this fourth <laughs> voice on, on a podcast where I, most people, of course, are just listening on Spotify or Apple. Um, but uh, if you... Do watch if you watch this video, then you're gonna know that we have a fourth person. Um but uh this is Donald Keating. Say hi, Donald. What's up? What's up, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> Donald is our very, very special guest today. Um, all the way our very special friend, very special <laughs> friend. Uh all the way from Charleston.
2: Yeah, that's where I am, Charleston, South Carolina.
0: Yes, sir. People
2: watching. See the palm trees, <laughs> people listening can can imagine them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> oh man, whoa, flash. Okay, um, so Donald, just give us like a quick bio. I don't know, tell us some cool things, some fun things about yourself oh, and man. You are, what you do. Uh,
2: so I'm 22 years old, just graduated from ORU. That's where I know these guys from. Um, I'm in Charleston right now because that's where my family is. I'm one of five kids, the second oldest. Got an older sister, two younger sisters, and the youngest is my brother. Um, I'm originally though from right outside the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. And something something interesting. I mean, I went skydiving last week, so that was pretty cool. Where's something my- about me. Uh, I'll be honest, bro. I didn't invite you.
0: Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs>
2: obviously. <laughs> on, hey, we're all know. Uh, no, it was, it was for my 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 uh, youngest sister. She graduated um, high school nice. this year as well, so it was a little gift from my dad to her and the rest of us. We kind of got to go along. It's a. I don't have you. Have any of you guys been skydiving? Yeah, bro. No. He's really?
0: for
1: real. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. Right over the volcanoes, really? bro. Just soaring, bro.
0: Just soaring. Just soaring. That not cat, dro- not dropping, not dropping, but soaring.
1: But soaring.
2: Yeah, it kind so of sounds flew, like flew. Cat because you don't really soar; you you fall. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's an experience that is is like nothing else, and it's not really what you what you think it is when you're falling like that. Anyway,
1: do you feel? Do you feel like um? Like you're just, I don't know, like in just a different world when you're falling that like that.
2: No, it feels like you're falling really close to this world at too fast of a speed.
1: I don't know, you know, like you have an experience that's
2: like, oh, no, dude, dude, I'll be honest, really... I'll, be honest I'll be honest, yeah. When like you're gonna be transported or something. First of all, you you reach you re- you only feel like you're falling for maybe a couple seconds. That's crazy. And then and then you reach something called terminal velocity. And so you don't really feel like you're falling anymore. You just feel like there's this fan in front of you, blowing constantly so fast that you can't really breathe. And that's the things that no one really told me about is you're dropping 10,000 feet in 60 seconds. And so the the pressure in your ears, you you really feel that when you're up at that altitude, kind of kind of similar when you're diving in a pool whatever, you know, that pressure you feel when you go to, and you're like, oh, screw this, you're going back to the surface, (laughs) (laughs) at least for me, that's how it was for all those 60 seconds, so you kind of have this pressure in your ears, and this, the wind, you're going 120 miles per hour, constantly falling, and so you kind of are having trouble breathing, so it's really an interesting experience as you got pressure in your ears, and you're low-key suffocating, for 60 seconds and then you pull the shoe. <laughs> Bro by the end of that 60 seconds I was like done. I, I, we were the parachute open and we were chilling and I was like oh man yeah so, I was ready for that parachute to come at any time.
0: Could you, could you breathe? Could you catch a breath? If
2: you weren't really thinking you probably weren't breathing but you couldn't breathe through your mouth because you open your mouth and you just, you couldn't really. I was breathing through my nose and that was fine. That's what they told us to do. Really? Yeah. It would be, yeah, it would be, I don't know. I think, I think it'd just be harder to breathe through your mouth. I tried and wasn't getting anything, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm not, by no means is skydiving a part of my regular day-to-day life. I, um, that's just something I did last week, (laughs) but I do like things that that calls adrenaline. I'm always down for that. So that's a bit about me, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, that's that I think that's awesome. And uh, hopefully I, I can get to skydiving sometime soon. I think that's maybe yeah. something that everyone should try if they can, if they can afford it, right? Before, yeah, it's uh, it's fitting. yeah, it's
2: <laughs> it's expensive for whatever reason. I think just airplanes and all that makes things more expensive than needs to be.
0: That's fair. Bye. Sweet. Sweet, man. Well, for anyone who's wondering, you know, why we brought you on, I don't know why you question <laughs> who we bring on here because we, we, we search for uh, people who have integrity, um, people who have blessed us in different ways, uh, people who I think really model a life that follows Christ. And you're definitely, definitely one of those people. Um, and I think initially we were thinking about doing the getting you fitted into the unpopular truth series, and that didn't work out. And then we were thinking maybe the occupational series that we're going to transition <laughs> into. And We might talk about that towards the end here. And then we realized that that just that wasn't gonna, it wasn't going to work that way. But uh-huh. I knew that we had to have you on um, <laughs> in some capacity, and that's the thing is I think even especially for myself sometimes we can forget, um, that it's not always about trying to fit people into our agenda or what it is that we want to do or what we <laughs> want to get done. It, it's simply just kind of giving the Lord some space to work. Yeah. i um, to speak through somebody. So that's pretty much what this is. I mean, if someone wants to write it down on paper, they can call it a testimony. They can call it, uh, 30 minutes, 45 minutes of wisdom. I, I don't, I really don't care, but, uh, we're just—I mean—we're gonna do what we like to do, and we're gonna have a conversation with you, and uh, really just—you know—take some time to to learn from what God has done in your life, and I, uh, I think that's gonna help a lot of people uh, who are gonna listen to this episode, and uh, and really again, just learn what learn from what God has done in your life and from the lessons that you have learned yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I know that the three of us really—we just know you from ORU, right? Um, so if you want to kind of start by just letting us know, what was that transition like from going from high school to a, uh, to a Christian university, or how'd you get there?
2: Yeah, that's, a, that's an excellent start. So a bit about me in high school, I, uh, I absolutely loved sports, anything to do with sports. Um, I was really heavily motivated by athletics and social life. Um, I went to a private Christian high school, Um, I was in class leadership, I was in really any role that really brought a lot of attention to myself, Um, and and that was just something that I felt valued in and and enjoyed that and and was good at it, Um, was was natural leader, naturally uh, able to influence others. And so when it came towards my junior, senior year of, okay, looking at where do I want to go to school? My sister, she was, she was four years older than me and she, uh, she was at ORU. And for me, I was absolutely not going to go to ORU because A, she was there and B, I am going to the East coast. I'm going to wake up in the morning, surf, go to class. (laughs) <laughs> surf again go to class surf again go to class that I'm was my really dream one, man I had, never even, I, <laughs> I had never even surfed it was just this that was the dream kind of what I what I wanted as someone from Michigan who didn't really know anything other than the cold um and so but I did apply to ORU just because uh my my sister was there And I, I liked the idea of the school. I just didn't really, wasn't a big fan of the location. Um, and November, my senior year of high school, I heard back from ORU, I was accepted and they really gave me a scholarship that I couldn't turn down. Um, it was going to be cheaper to go there than, than really anywhere else. And at that point it was kind of chosen for me and I was okay with that. I wasn't excited. I didn't really have a idea or a really a long-term vision of what I wanted to do and and where I wanted to go in with my life and with my education um and so it was a lot of just okay I'm glad I have a school I'm glad I can say where I'm going because that that made me feel more comfortable around my peers in high school when everyone's finding out where they're going to college and it's exciting it was nice to have that security of okay I'm going to this place but when I was really honest with myself, I didn't really know why I was going. There. I just knew, oh, this looks like the right place. I, I've been praying for the Lord to make it obvious to me. It didn't ever really feel super obvious, but mm. it felt like the right thing to do. And that's a whole, I mean, we could talk about that for a long time about following the peace and, and what the Lord's will is for you. And I, I just fast forward to a week before I was coming to ORU and I was still just really battling with that, oh man, I'm about to, even though I have a great scholarship, I'm still gonna be spending a lot of money at this school, a lot of time. And I don't even really feel like it's what I really want to do. And I really don't feel like this is, I don't see the dream in this. I don't see the vision in this. It just seems like this door has been kicked wide open, but I never asked for this door to be kicked wide open for me. And it almost felt, maybe, maybe a better analogy is just, I was on an escalator. Like someone was taking me here and I didn't really know why I didn't ask to get on this, but I was just moving that way. And I remember my dad saying to me, he's like, you know, Donald, this was a week before I left. He said, you know, Donald, how about, you don't have to commit to this for all four years and, and you can go for a year and let's reevaluate this a, a year from now. And for me, that was a lot of assurance of, okay, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be in Oklahoma for four years and we'll see how this goes. We'll take it one step at a time. I still don't really know what I want to do. My major, I'm still unsure about. And I left and I came to ORU and and it's this completely new environment. I remember going to, um, a church like church in Tulsa for the first time and being like, Whoa, this is, this is what church is supposed to be like. It it felt alive versus my church in Michigan was very spiritually mundane. Mm -hmm. Um, and that transition into into a completely new um, just environment of brand new people, um, brand new girls, um, brand new everything, and I'm and I'm yeah, and I'm and I'm a thousand miles away from home. And mm-hmm. what do you what do you do with that? How do you handle that? It yeah. was very it was very it, I mean. The truth is, okay, I'm at an incredible, incredible spiritually alive university. Mm-hmm. But I'm still an 18-year-old kid,
3: right?
2: right. Who's who's moving a thousand miles away from home and having to be to be forced with a lot of questions, a lot of identity defining questions of okay, I've believed this these things my whole life I've I haven't been drinking in high school I haven't really been uh, um, you know I haven't been having sex outside of marriage I haven't but I've also been having to come home to my dad who's up asking me where I've been who I've been with and what I've been doing Mm -hmm. and now I move across the country and though I am in a spiritual environment we all know when you're in college you have a lot of freedom much more than when you were in your parents' house. Mm-hmm. And sure. I didn't really know what
0: does that... definitely will, but we'll see how much of that. <laughs> where did I leave off? Um, but you were saying that you didn't really know what that would look like, I guess, uh, as far as making that transition or having all that freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so I... I um, so I, I leave a lot of stability and a... I leave, really, I guess why well, i put it like this. And this is probably where you can just start the cut. I am w- very well known in high school, Donald Keating. I am, like I said, in class leadership. I play a lot of sports. People know who I am. People, A lot of people like me here. And I'm going to this new place. And really, although I was very well known and, and had a lot going for me, I didn't really know, I was still battling with things of, of my flesh and of my spirit, Mm -hmm. of yes, I am very praised for how in high school I lived and walked a Christian life, but was that really what I wanted to do on my heart? Because I'm really wanting to just kind of, you know, hook up with these girls who are giving me attention. I'm really wanting to, you know, go feel what it's like to get blacked out four times a week I really want to all these things that I never did in high school partly because I was afraid of partly because my parents were just covering me and and had raised me um, to know the voice of the Holy Spirit but now I'm away from a lot of that and I'm in college and I remember writing down when I got to ORU a couple weeks in I wrote down so many questions in the journal I wrote down maybe 50 questions of just what if I do this what if what if what if what if all these questions that my flesh was was really wanting in a way. What if because I didn't know. I knew people ahead of me who had been guiding me and saying, hey, live this certain lifestyle, live a higher standard as you guys talk about, live this higher standard. But I didn't, but sometimes what my flesh wants is is a really strong desire. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have really anyone in Oklahoma at the time yet to hold me accountable. And all I had was the faith that my parents raised me with Mm -hmm. and the Holy spirit. And I remember being on my knees and I had these questions of wanting to do all these different things. I remember saying, God, I, I don't know what this even means, but I just, I don't think I can do this on my own. And I don't know what it looks like for you to come and help me, but I know you, I know you'll help me. I don't even know really what that means, but I just, I know that living for you and and dedicating my life to you is how I want to live but I don't know how to how to go through and figure out the right answers to all these questions yeah. and that was really what that transition straight from high school into into college was really what like was being forced with a lot of identity defining questions and circumstances and having to respond to those in in a way that I had never had that responsibility before.
0: Okay. Shoot, man. Uh, that, that <laughs> <thing> is, <laughs> that, that's no joke. Um, right. Any kid, at least, who had some kind of, I mean, mm-hmm. some people like to refer to it as, as being sheltered. I don't know what sheltered looks like for everybody. <laughs> but you know what I right. like, parents who care that's not just being sheltered that's showing the love of Christ and mm-hmm. so I want you to be successful in life I, w- I don't want you to get into bad habits I don't want you to fall into something that is going to push you further away mm-hmm. um, you know and I I am in agreement with you that that is it's such an important thing um mm-hmm. it doesn't look like that at first when you're thinking about all these different things that you could try and do but Mm -hmm. the the saying that you know the the prayers of your parents and your grandparents they really do keep you yeah Um, they really do and that you know they're covering prayers there's intercession and just I I can't even I can't even explain uh Mm -hmm. how important it is to actually be grounded and to honor your father and your mother Mm -hmm. um but yeah, so I don't know if they, I don't know if these guys have any like questions for you specifically on what you just shared with us. So, but mm-hmm. Anything?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, I think a lot of times, especially as as people, especially in this room who've grown up in church, mm-hmm. or at least have been involved with the church. I mean, we're I'm twenty two. Nick, how old are you? Twenty two. Yeah, you're 28, and
0: then uh, wow. Sheen is. Jordan. <laughs> yes. Jordan, Jordan's actually 13 with a really deep voice. If you,
3: saw,
0: if you saw what he had on, now he looks like Timmy Turner. Oh, You're gonna do me like that, bro!
3: Oh
0: my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, dang, um, Kids next door oh, looking. <laughs> oh, all right, bro. Oh.
1: All right, this podcast is going to turn into, oh my goodness, a roast. So roast of Jordan Rollins. We're
0: going to take a five-minute break for the roast. <laughs> no, I
1: think, you know, at least all of us in this room have been involved with the church for at least minimum five years, and that's mm-hmm. that's actually a long time yeah, um, on average. And so um, I want you to really talk more also just on, uh, you know, you said a lot in there, but just to really go over, you know, <laughs> that transition of um it sounds like you you found your own relationship with Christ through that you know right. you just it wasn't that you necessarily had an identity crisis it's like you knew who you were you had the confidence but can you explain maybe just a little bit how um really the lord walked you through that process and even maybe people some mentors or even mm-hmm. friends um at or you or even outside of or of how you really discovered um, this is who I am, and, and this is who I belong to. So.
2: Mm mm-hmm. uh, That's a that's a great question. Um. Yeah, so I remember my senior year of high school, my mom said to me, um, she mentioned, "Hey, Donald, uh, I'd start praying about uh, about I, when when you." you know, when you do your quiet time with the Lord, I'd start asking him about what he wants to teach you about pride. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, 17 year old me is like, I'm not prideful. I'm not prideful at all. Like, I mean, I can, I can talk to him about it, but I already know I'm good. You know, I don't, and I will say, I honestly thought that. But that was because my my idea of pride was very loud pride. Mm. Loud pride of, hey, I am better than you. And I'm telling you that I'm better than you. And you're actually worse than me. That's someone who's prideful, not me. Not me at all. I don't ever say that to people. I don't go up to people. I'm not verbalizing my pride. But really, it was just quiet pride. It was just thoughts going in and out of my head of, those same exact things of, oh, I'm better than that person. Mm -hmm. But I never said it. So I didn't feel prideful because to me, prideful was synonymous with braggadocious and in your face. And so, but I, I mentioned that in high school because I really believe that that's where things started. And to your point, Miguel, you know, those people around us, our parents, our grandparents, aunts and uncles, whoever it is, who's someone who knows you well and is, um, is very strong spiritually. They hear from the Lord and they definitely, uh, they're definitely there for a reason. And, and like for my mom to just be aware of that and to really start this whole testimony for for my own life back in, in my senior year of high school, it's powerful in a testimony in and of itself. But I, I come to college and, and like I said, I had those really big questions of, okay, what if I just start, you know, following my flesh and whatnot, but really believing in, and really saying, okay, God, I'm gonna give you a chance. I'm going to really actually choose to live this way, even when I have now the freedom to kind of live a different way because my parents aren't here, I'm away from home. But I'm gonna, I'm going to give you a chance. It's kind of, I guess, when I look back how it was. And of course I start to realize that that really is the way I want to live. And it, and it wasn't, it didn't happen in an instant but it happened exactly how you said, Jordan, I really met who Jesus is. I really met Jesus. And before my, I was, I was, uh, I was living like him and I was living for him and I, and I knew aspects of him, but it was, I'm dedicating my life to, to Jesus now, the one who did everything for me. And, and, but, but why was I doing that? And what was he doing in me? Because, and why I bring up the pride is so my mom, my mom started that, that back in high school. And then during my first semester, I, I was really just getting acquainted with those, those really identity questions. Maybe not, like you said, maybe it wasn't as much identity, but it was just more, how am I going to live? Yeah. What am I going to do? And I, and I, and that first semester, I'd say it was really about, uh, making a concrete decision of, okay, I'm going to live for you, Lord, even though I don't really know what that really means. I know it's the right thing to do. So I'm going to do it and and until i feel otherwise or until whatever i'm going to give you this chance while I, while i'm on my own with this freedom and then come the start of the next semester i i was i was praying about um that that pride that quiet pride in my life of man why am i having these these thoughts of i see someone and i really don't have any hatred for them and I don't but I see something that they're wearing or I see something that they're doing and I and I chuckle to myself because I feel better than them Mm -hmm. or I feel like okay what's got to be going through your mind for you to do something like that you obviously don't know what I know and now because I know this I'm better than you and I'm laughing at you now because you and I was like man God he was really bringing that to my heart of these thoughts and I go, God. I, I don't want to think this way, but how do I even change my thoughts? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's a thought, I can't, it's not, you know, people will do silly things for when they're trying to stop swearing or whatever, they'll have a, a rubber band and they'll snap themselves or, or when, you're, when you're working on, yeah, like swearing or whatever, maybe you'll try, you can at least say it and you, and you go through that, that motor pathway of starting to say something you can catch yourself but a thought is in and out. And I was like, God, how do I, how do I even begin to work on my thoughts when I feel like I can't even control them? Hmm. And I remember really, uh, that scripture of um, the renewing of your mind. He'll transform you by the renewing of your mind. I can't remember where that is came to mind. And I was like, okay, God, well, Well, I need your help. I'm choosing to live for you, but you need, I'm going to give you the time and the space, but I need your help. Mm -hmm. I need your help is what it was, was one of the first times where you're starting to see my pride of I'm in control and, and these judgmental thoughts of, okay, I can't do this on my own. I'm having to humble myself and say, God, I need your help. Renew my mind. And I woke up, I woke up one afternoon taking a, a mid, a mid, a midweek nap. We all need those in college. And I woke up, and I started verbally saying, um, it was was one of the strangest things, but I I, I sat up, and I said uh, something along the lines of, if you really want to get to the root of this, Donald, I'm going to ask you to take a back seat. And I literally sat up and said something like that, and I'm like, what in the world? What does that even mean? Sit in the back seat? I didn't and over the next that afternoon and, and a little bit of the next day, praying about what, I, what, I, what the Lord was really putting on my heart was it what He was asking me to do was say, Hey, Donald, I've given you these gifts of influence. I've given you these gifts of leadership, but you've been using them for yourself. Mm-hmm. And what I'm going to ask you to do is sit in the back seat, maybe literally, but mostly metaphorically sit in the back seat and just watch, observe listen to those around you, get to know the people around you without thinking, how do I get into a certain position or how do I make myself seem like I'm better? And it said, fold your hands, sit back. And, and, and he, I remember it was clear. He said, "Uh, you'll know when, when, uh, when the time is up for, for you to step back into, into what you were doing. And I was like, okay, <laughs> whatever that means, okay. right, and over the next, the next semester, Jordan, and, and you guys, it, it was when I was really, it was one of the first real testimonies in my life at the time of walking through something with Jesus, hmm. of being in, in, something more than a situation in my life, of I'm moving, God, you know, help, help me help provide the right friends for me or, or, um, you know, I'm trying to get make varsity on this team, God, you know, help me with this. Like I'd gone through things like that with the Lord, but this was one of the first times where it was like, God, you've exposed, you know, that, that Psalm 139. It's like, search me, oh God, and know my heart. When I pray, God, just search me. This is something that you exposed in me. And now it's exposed, it's brought to the surface. I had the discipline to say okay I can't do I can't get to the end of this on my own I need you to come walk me through this mm-hmm. and it was the first time I'd ever done something like that with him and he walks me through and really really what he showed me was you know Donald you can learn something from anyone mm-hmm.
3: that's
2: everyone right. everyone knows something that you don't know and that's a really humbling thought to think about mm-hmm. no matter how much you think you know and and and, when I, and you probably do know a lot more than other people, but someone still knows something that you don't know. And that was like the beginning of this, this walk of, okay, what does it mean to see people as people create in the, created in the image and likeness of God? Because I, I really believe that when you are spending time with Jesus and in his presence, you're able to see people that way. And then you're able to see people for who they truly are. And then those judgmental thoughts and those negative thoughts towards others start to decrease and your love starts to increase for those people. Yeah. And that was, that was my, my freshman year really of, of him showing me, you know, Donald, being in this position and having influence is not prideful in and of itself. It was what you were doing with your gifts. I had given you these borrowed gifts And you were using them mostly in high school to put yourself in positions that brought praise to yourself because you liked the attention. And what he did by saying, hey, sit in the backseat was saying, hey, I'm going to take my gifts that I've lended to you and I'm I'm gonna put them to the side and I'm gonna teach you who people are and how I value them. So that when I give you these gifts back, You'll be able to then still use those same very gifts, but they're not for you; they're for me. But I have to first show you who I am. And and that was a a testimony of realizing, oh, Jesus is really about this relationship thing. He really does want to walk through these things with me. And from from then on, there was no looking back. I've I've, I've I, I miss the mark all the time, but I I never doubt the the. The relational aspect of who Jesus is and how much He really wants to be involved in my life.
0: might hmm. yeah. okay. just title this <laughs> one Pride. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it.
2: "Pride"? Pride is messy, man. It's it's involved in everything. Yep. Especially, I mean, not limited to guys, but I mean, especially with guys.
0: mm-hmm Pride comes before the fall the fall mm-hmm. Jeez, that's powerful that is extremely powerful it's something like you said especially guys in general and any men who are listening you know i love that you brought up romans 12 too that's my favorite verse you know being transformed by the renewing of your mind and uh especially i think men because we don't like to process or speak about a lot of things. Again, I'm not generalizing and saying all of us, um, but a lot of times it is more difficult for us to process and, and call things out. And so habits tend to build and pride is is a huge issue just, you know, in the world for all people, all genders, right? Um, you know, both men and women. But uh, man, I, I think just to hear that, is you know, that blesses me and that challenges me. That that's a habit and that's a standard of you know renewing the mind, that mm-hmm. is crucial to anybody who wants to move forward in life in general yeah. and especially in your relationship with the Lord, because pride can also pull you away. That can also cause you to believe that you can do everything on your own and you don't need Him. Mm-hmm. Oh, least that you don't need Him, then. You, how are, you going to done? Mm. how are you going to move forward in your relationship with him or do anything with him or do right. what you, you to do so that's a huge thing and i think probably something that you know i'm not 40 or 50 yet but I, yeah. i'm sure that when we're 40 or 50 <laughs> old we'll be able to look back and say like yeah for those yeah. who had vision those who uh knew the calling or, or knew the direction yeah um and and god was going to do big things in their life but for some reason they weren't able to i'd assume that pride is a big part of that Mm -hmm. it also you push it also push you away from getting other people involved in what you're doing and what god has called you to do Mm -hmm. because we Mm -hmm. know alone yeah yeah i'm i'm sure there was multiple people who you know somehow ended up being a part of that process with you right or or, oh yeah not on your own you know (laughs) (laughs) totally totally even if it even if it was just your mother that's still one other person because you know she came up and said this is what the lord put on my heart Mm -hmm. to say to you Mm -hmm.
2: well i think it's that i think it's it's a pride you know we like to categorize it in its own thing like um you know i'm working on my self-control i'm working on my love for others i'm working on my pride but really, if you think about it, pride is really intertwined in really all of these things of, mm-hmm. oh, if you are working on um, compassion, mm-hmm. well, really you're working on your pride, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? You're, you're, and, and I think that's, that's why uh, sometimes when people either preach on it or whatever, it can very quickly, you compartmentalize it as what it is. And we don't always look at pride for, really the vast thing that it is but i think it it is at the beginning of everyone's of everyone's testimony because ultimately when you're deciding to live for jesus to live a a higher standard you're saying i'm willing to surrender my right to an opinion Mm -hmm. my right to the control of my life Uh to live for jesus and to make him the king and the director of my heart and my soul. But in order to do that, you have to then ultimately be saying to yourself, I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't wanna say capable, but I'm, I'm not the one who I want to be in control. Yeah. He, he is who's in control. Exactly. And what he says goes, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. And, and as much as I feel like I, I have this illusion of control with my life, Because ultimately, there's someone who's going to decide my life for me. I mean, I'm either going to heaven or I'm going to hell. Despite how much control I feel like I have right now, it's all an illusion. And when I meet, when I encounter Jesus, I realize who this life is about and who it's meant to be lived for. And I have to first humble myself to that reality. Mm. And then, and then go on.
1: It's really good. Dang.
0: Dang,
1: I think I can even testify to that. Um, <laughs> my God, that's a lot, uh, but I—I think even recently I've really had to deal with my own pride, uh, even with my roommates.
3: Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
1: <laughs> you know, for anyone on this podcast that obviously they're not going to nail. But you know, I live, you know, I moved to Tulsa finally and I'm graduating over you. Finally, you sound excited. Um, (laughs) He's
3: back, he's an Oklahoma Oklahoma
1: boy. (laughs) Did you mean to say that? (laughs) Did you mean to say finally? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm living with Sheen and and our other friend Charles. And you know, I'm so, I'm a type A personality. And you know, I think. It's just funny how the Lord will put you in certain um, situations or get not, I wouldn't even say he'll he'll put you in situations. He'll give you the opportunity. So he'll put you in Mm -hmm. the situation to give you the opportunity to really reflect on your character. And so I've been in just within three and a half freaking weeks of being here in Tulsa. (laughs) I've really had to deal with myself and Uh not just learning about you know other people whether that be on the job or even you know at our apartment but really learning about myself and instead of looking at well this is how they should be um mm-hmm. and this is how they should do things or this is how it should be right <laughs> you know that even in itself is a sense of pride because you're saying well my my way is the right way. right, right. So, man it's been tough like having to even today like we had a real discussion and it was over something really stupid but because (laughs) my own you know because in my head I had it oh well this is how it should be and this is and this is plan of a and if that plan a doesn't work then plan b is going to be this way um and instead of taking a step back and saying what's the root cause of this or what's the root issue um it took me about 45 minutes before I got I shut up and it was, <laughs> it was like, so you feel better. And, um, yeah, he oh. pride and so it, I had to go apologize. I said, look, I'm sorry. It's not y'all. It's me. And uh, it's crazy that you say all that, because I think a lot of times people say, well, it's just the enemy attacking or, um, it's just the, you know, just it's, it's that person. And sometimes it is, but most of the time it's you. And I, like I you said, you know, you're not in control um at the end of the day you're not in control of everything um but i like how also you didn't you didn't say this but you're saying it in the way that you're talking is that you're still responsible for yourself you're still responsible for your relationship with christ and mm-hmm. you're still responsible for allowing him to shape your character and so i love you mm-hmm. um really put that into words and you know, mm-hmm. it was beautiful so i appreciate you mm-hmm. acknowledging that that it's just not other people that we're responsible, even though we're not in control of everything. It like you said in the beginning, it is what it is, you know. We're not in control of everything. <laughs> Miguel, Miguel cringes right now. <laughs> we're not in control it's of no, that.
3: No, it's not. It's not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
3: but yeah,
0: yeah, that's my spill on that. I love I love the synonymous gospel. Yeah, I love every, every part of that. It is what it is. And I like what you mm-hmm. just said, especially when it comes to how we can almost, I mean, when somebody says something uh, that's so dangerous to say, to be like, oh, that's just the devil working, because they're almost, you know, demonizing your, your roommate. You, know? <laughs> you, have, you have to look at the whole thing and say, and hopefully both sides are willing to say, hey, we need to look and see what we may or may not have done wrong. And, and like with pride, too, you know, So it may, it's not always going to feel like we're being prideful. It's not always going to feel or, or look like we did something wrong. But you have to be willing to a lot of our, our personal walk with the Lord and um, the correction that happens is through self-reflection. And mm-hmm. uh, letting the Holy Spirit really deal with that's you, yeah. or having people around who are Holy Spirit led um, and who are uh, followers of Christ to say, hey, "Man, like that's that's, <laughs> that's not right." Okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, he,
1: he has done that to me three times right? I look at him, I say, "Well, you're stupid. You're an idiot." <laughs> you know, I got I had to get my heart right, my emotions right. So, you no, know, he was right. You have to have people mm-hmm. to
0: put you in place that are led by, uh, mm-hmm. by the Spirit. Yeah, that's the kind of people that I like to keep around, to be honest. Because you always like them or appreciate what they have to say. But if it's from the Lord (laughs) over to you know, I'm going to be able to look back and say, and hopefully apologize to that person if I you know offended them, and say, you know what, like that was right. Thank you for being led by the Spirit. Those Mm -hmm. are the kind of people that I want in in my life. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Would you say that you you have some people like that in your life who? uh, who challenge you in, in different ways and mm-hmm. are able to kind of push you either towards self-reflection or?
2: I, I think it's, I mean, you, lo- you look at the standard that Jesus said and, and how he encouraged us to have community, right? Right. So I think anyone who thinks that they are capable enough of of going throughout this life and, uh, you know, fighting off the schemes that the devil has their way in doing that alone is fooling themselves. You, you, a, co- a community is crucial, and, and a community is not, you know, a dozen people, but it's yeah. like you said, you got to have those people who are going to, who are saying, hey, I'm 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 an imperfect person, but I'm I'm willing to live my life for Jesus, and I'm willing to to uh, dedicate my life for Him. So when you have people around you like that. Um, of course you're going to come into conflict and you're going to have to work through things like you're saying, but to have the people who are able to say, hey, the Lord put on my heart. I'm sorry that I was this way or hey, let me call something out of you, Donald. I I had someone call me up uh, the other day and we were just on the phone and in the middle of the conversation, uh, he just started sharing something that the Lord had just put on that heart in that instant. It was something that was uh, really putting me in an area of my life in check. And I left that conversation just realizing, wow, if I hadn't, if I wasn't putting in the effort to put people around me who are living the standard that I'm trying to live, then it's really up to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My whole relationship, there's no accountability. It's all up to me yeah. when I have a busy week and I, and I get off my rhythm and I get off my, my, uh, and i just get off and i'm not spending as much time with the lord who's there to hold me accountable to that mm-hmm. right a couple of days go by and then and then you find oh okay okay but that you need to have those people in your life who are able to you know hit you up and and encourage you hit you up and check in on you who you can go to and for advice not just advice of what you want to hear but godly counsel
3: yeah
2: right i mean i'm sure we've all gone through different big time especially coming out of college and having to make big, big real decisions of where we're going what we're headed in life. And Mm -hmm. you, you, you don't want to just go to people who, you know, you'll get the answer from, or, you know, uh, whatever you, you don't want to go to someone, especially in a situation like that, who, you know, that the, that who's ruling their heart is money or Mm -hmm. who's ruling their heart is, um, social influence or Mm -hmm. what's ruling their, their heart, right. You want to go to someone who you know what's ruling their heart is jesus the savior of my life the savior of the world because when you're going to them really and this is what i'm learning is that the people who i respect the most and who i typically go to for counsel for help and decision making they never really actually give me a straight answer of what i'm supposed to do yeah which is kind of what i'm looking for but what they what they 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 give their advice of of the years that they've lived and, and their best advice that they can, but what they mo- mostly do is just say, Get on your knees, doll, and pray about this. Uh-huh. What is the Lord saying about this? Yep. Because I think when you get to you, when you get through a certain amount of time with walking with Jesus, you realize that no amount of knowledge here on earth is going to make is going to ever counter what the Lord's will is for your life,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And so no matter how much knowledge or wisdom I may have about a situation, if I'm giving advice to someone on that, I can give them pointers and and good ideas, but ultimately I want for that person, what the Lord has in his will for them. And Mm -hmm. I don't know that. So I'm not going to tell them what to do, but I'm going to point them to who. And to your point, Miguel, it's like putting those people around you. Mm -hmm. You need to have that. And And I will say it's hard. It's hard to find people like that. I'm sure there's people listening now who, who want that, but it's like, where do I find that? Yeah. Right. Where do I, it, I, you go to, we've been blessed to go to a Christian university where we've been able to find some very quality people, but what about people who, who are in a, in a, in the post-grad life and are in a new, had to move to a new city yeah. in, in a new job. And all of a sudden the people who they're around most are their coworkers and they're not inherently bad people. Mm-hmm. kind of what I was saying who's on who's the king of their heart yeah and so where do you find those people right it's 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 difficult um but they're out there and it takes effort I will say it takes effort to find to find people but there's people out there who are living for Jesus they might not they might not be in your same city or your same location but thankful today with technology you know I have some one of my closest friends is you know thousands and thousands of miles away on the other side of the globe but because of who they are and their character I choose to put an effort with that relationship Mm -hmm. but yeah I don't know if you guys have any uh I know you guys have are all kind of going through that post-grad life and we all went to ORU so it's been we've been blessed to have quality people but I don't know if you have friends or anyone who's talked about kind of navigating that or anything but I know I know it can be extremely difficult
0: I'll let you guys go first. If you have any groups or communities you're part
1: of. I know Sheen is. <laughs> Sheen does have young adults. I, I actually admire Sheen for always um, really just putting himself around people. And to and Miguel too. Um, all three of us actually, we're pretty busy um in our own avenues, you know, we're not bumps on the logs, you know, just sitting there twiddling our thumbs all day saying, Lord, bring the manna down that we go get that manna. But um, <laughs> we're hard workers, you know, but
0: runners. Uh, yeah, we don't we
1: don't we don't chase money, but we don't play with it either. Um mm-hmm. but what I what I admire about each of these guys right here, you know, because um, I'm not gonna talk about myself, is how much that would be prideful, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> it's how much they do spend quality time with coffee people. Um, I know one person that McGill always talks about is a uh, Wyatt. I was gonna say Ty, but yeah, Wyatt. Um, <laughs> Wyatt was actually. A yeah, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I was about to say. But yeah, Wyatt. Um, and then also, <laughs> you talked about. Um, just even you being at the assembly, you know, I think it's important that I actually ma- I made a post about this today. And I do not even know we we're going to talk about this, but yeah. I was talking about friendships and how the Lord really gave me a revelation of how important friendships are um, in terms of just building this kingdom. And I love what you were talking about earlier it correlates with what we're talking about now and What I even the Lord put on my heart today, just sitting in the office and realizing how blessed I am with friends is that um you you really cannot do the Christian life by yourself you are an mm-hmm. idiot and you are prideful if you think you can mm-hmm. you will fail mm-hmm. you will fall so hard and yeah God's grace will be there for you God loves and, ha- and he has mercy mm-hmm. but you will absolutely pancake so hard on the pavement because you know in the Bible it talks about how I believe it's two is it two strands or three strands three that are hard three. to break yeah. three these are hard to break and i mean look at this like there's nothing uh, we put each other yeah. really easily you know? yeah we hold each yeah. other accountable and i believe the reason why that's in the bible and the reason why god's you know has divinely put us all together i never we'd ever be friends to be honest i didn't really care about miguel when i first got terry or sheen like i didn't think much of it i was like oh <laughs> just some buff black guy and you know <laughs> like, oh okay cool nice to meet y'all but never be <laughs> We, of course, are intentional with each other, but we didn't force this. Mm-hmm. this you know, yeah. we were just mm-hmm. in, we were just intentional with each other, got to know each other, and we have the same passion. And so I believe the Lord really put that scripture in the Bible because, you know, a lot of people try to do life on their own, even still today, and we see that in our generation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we, we try to take pride in, in the fact of achieving things by ourselves and being a self-made man or self-made woman. Mm-hmm. And the thing is with that is you, you're not a self-made anything. Nope. The last time I checked, God made you out of dirt. It's impossible. Come it's so on. impossible. Mm-hmm. And so Come on. it's so important that we acknowledge, you know, godly relationships, godly uh, Christian relationships. Yeah. You can be friends with the world. You can, you can, but you are called to be a leader to the world. Whenever you're yeah. in a group like this, you are called to lead each other. Mm-hmm. It's different. You, iron sharpens iron. That three. That three strand right here. It's not to be broken. And I think that's so cool that the Bible says three strands, because if you look at it, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. I'm just not getting this while I'm talking. It's not a coincidence that God asks the same, even just Mm -hmm. in that you surround yourself with people. So that, as you were saying earlier, you know about your mom, even your friend that called you up. If it wasn't Mm -hmm. for people, you would not have received the wisdom that the Holy Spirit gave to them so that can be parted to you, and so exactly. it's just, it's, I think it's incredible that these two men right here, you don't find a lot of guys that get together, you don't find a lot of guys that, that hang around mm-hmm. much, you, we tend to do things alone, and actually men are the ones that are the most depressed, um, and that's factual, it's a fact, no one talks about it, um, but men are the most depressed um, individuals, according to statistics, and I don't know if yeah. that's, Wide or just in America, but I believe that would be worldwide because we are so used to doing things alone. Being mm-hmm. alone is the worst thing you can do because we all know that the enemy prongs <laughs> around and roars like a lion. Mm-hmm. He's ready to just to sink his teeth right into your neck. Mm-hmm. You don't have someone watching your back like these two guys right. here from me mm-hmm. or like your friend or your mom. It, it, you fail and you get you get snatched up and he, he gets you a good beating. <laughs> if You're not <laughs> <laughs> whoop your butt Come back. That's
0: what yeah that's like you
1: gotta get friends that's what happened
0: <laughs> I'm not wrong I, I'm gonna say something real quick because I know that Jordan does Jordan has a lot of humility and I know he doesn't want to talk about himself so I'll talk <laughs> um is that he also because for. Anyone, I don't know why you would, but if anyone's freaking out, like, does Jordan have people too? Like, is, he, is he okay? <laughs> Jordan is more than okay. I, you know, I, 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 <laughs> weeks ago, when I was at his apartment, he got on the phone with one of his friends who now lives in in Minnesota, right, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they talk all the time. They encur- I listen to them encourage each other, you know, laugh together, you know, have a good time. Um, but then, you know, also make sure that you know each person knew what was going on in each other's lives yeah and mm-hmm. uh so i just i wanted to throw that out there and i think mean, <laughs> <mean, he> <laughs> no, it's as true as well um and yeah. i mean, no one's gonna worry anyway but uh, just <laughs> say anything and, and he had so much humility uh uh-huh. to about us you know i want to put that out there too um and that's the kind of keep people that we we keep around right like um even though we've got this group here, we all have our people outside of this too, you know, that are maybe right. some inner circle or whatever, like it, it's such a chain thing and we're all, you know, connected in, in different ways. Um, and I want to bring it back right. to something that you mentioned earlier. Um, actually I wrote this down when you were sharing with us the other day, when we kind of had our pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, when you're talking to Jordan and I, and, um, you talked about basically, you know, a friend that's going to point you back to getting on your knees and, mm-hmm. and with the Lord. And, and I put this down on my notes and cause you were, you were sharing some of the, the testimony about, um, yeah, I just put down when you've checked every Avenue, when, when you've looked at every possible option, you know, kind of <laughs> on your own and there's mm-hmm. no way, you know, like you, mm-hmm. you basically exhausted the list, right. You know, but that we must drop to our knees, and that's what I mm-hmm. got from from what you were sharing with us, and 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 you brought it up again. I didn't know that was going to come up, but <laughs> uh, you know what, the Lord put that on my heart when you were sharing with us the other day, and I want to make sure that the listeners, you know, got that and understood again. So we just want to reiterate that, you know, hard. Mm-hmm. That's such a huge part. Is I, mm-hmm. I I want friends in my life who are going to say, you know, have you prayed about this? Have you dropped to your yeah right and, and had that time with him and communicated these things okay. and him, uh, speak to you and, and that's the okay. thing you may not always get the answer in that instant oh totally active relationship with the lord changes your life and mm-hmm. it will cause things to shift and move on your behalf in the future it may not happen when you want it to whatever's going on but it will ha- whatever you're needing wh- whatever needs to be taken care of he will take care of it, mm-hmm. and, so, and I know he took care of you and put you in a place. I know you're going to uh, to to med school soon, right? Right.
2: Uh, yeah. Exactly. Is the, uh,
0: it's in Kansas City, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Kansas City. And it's yep. What specifically are you going to be studying for? Right. What is it? Just a med school program, or?
2: Yeah, it's so it's their Kansas City medical school, Kansas City University, their medical college. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Do you have a concentrate? Mm-hmm. or?
2: Not in medical school. No, it's just, Perfect. you just get that degree. You don't really mess around with it and, and change it. Okay. Um, <laughs> like undergrad, I know undergrad's crazy. You can right. kind of be all different things for medical school. You're really just getting your medical degree.
0: Thank
2: you. Sweet. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, again, like he took care of you, you know, when you, you were sharing with us, how you weren't sure exactly how it was going to happen with the scores and yeah. that difficult of a process that it is right well it's just it's just a, a
2: it was a it was a long process when you don't really know what's on the other side you this yeah. could be for anything when you're working towards something but you don't things are out of your control as mm-hmm. much you can control so much but things are out of your control yeah. and where do you go in that you know you can You can maybe, you might be capable enough of walking through it on your own. And what I mean by that, when you're walking through it, you're going to be extremely stressed. You're going to be losing sleep. You're going to be much less of a valuable person than you were made to be. But you might ultimately get get through it. But that's not the life that the Lord has for you. Mm -hmm. Right? The The Lord promises, do not be anxious. Mm -hmm. give things to me i i have a peace that surpasses all understanding Mm -hmm. so so okay there's peace when there's peace there's rest and not rest necessarily just sleep yes there's sleep but there's rest in your soul rest in your spirit you can have the busiest day but you lay your bed you lay your head on on your pillow and you and you feel restful okay so i have peace there's rest in this and and i ultimately I know the person who's in control. Even though I don't know how the pieces fit together or even how they're supposed to, I know what I want them to look like, but I don't know how they're ultimately going to fit together. I know the person who has a good plan. And it comes back to that that aspect of pride. Am I willing to be, be real with myself and say, it doesn't have to happen my way? Yeah. Because when I want it to happen my way, I get in the way. At yeah. the Lord's way,
3: yeah.
2: that's good. And when I want it to happen my way, I put the Lord. I put restrictions on where the Lord can and can't work.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. And I, an example, just from my personal testimony of this was, I believe it was my sophomore summer. I was looking at the the numbers for ORU where I was trying. I was looking at like I was in undergrad. I was looking at coming back to the university and. And I was just looking at it and thinking, man, these just don't work out. These don't put me in a place that I feel comfortable with, with the loans this year. You know, some things had changed, um, some money that I thought was coming in wasn't coming in. And so um, I remember thinking, okay, Lord, I know you brought me here. And I really, what I was really working through was do I approach this of God bringing the money so I can go back to ORU this fall? Bringing the money so I can go back to ORU this fall? Because there was that confidence. Okay, yes, he did bring me here. But I also was learning, I don't know the Lord's plan for my life. So I don't want to pray in a way that forces him to do one thing when he's trying to do something else. Because then when he doesn't do that one thing and he does what his will is, I feel like he didn't do what he was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So now I'm bitter at the Lord and it's causing a wedge between my trust with him versus saying, versus getting on my knees and saying, okay, Lord, these are my desires, yeah. but let your will be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Whatever the outcome is and having to, and this goes to that, what we were just talking about the people around you, this is where it's crucial to have those people because that's a very hard prayer to pray on your own. And I couldn't have done it on my own if I didn't have those people around me who were also praying for me, who I know I could call up and just be like, man, I want, I want it to, I want someone to just write me a check for X amount and, and God, I'll give you the glory for it. Right. Yeah. Because that's how you're, that's how you need, I need you to work. I need you to work in this way. And if you don't, all of a sudden i I feel disappointed in you
3: mm-hmm.
2: and, and disappointed in you, meaning I'm not going to want to take that disappointment to you. I'm not going to want to work through that disappointment with you because why would I work through it with you, Lord, if you are the one who disappointed me, yeah. that whole illusion that the Lord's the problem. Hmm. So I have this gap in tuition money or whatever. and But what I realized was the power of praying for the Lord's will to be done and hmm. being, being real with myself and saying, I'm going to surrender going back to ORU in the fall if it means I'm stepping into the Lord's will for me. Yeah. The Lord's will might not be for me to go back to ORU in the fall, but I want to go back to ORU in the fall. But do I really want to go back to ORU in the fall if the Lord's will for me is not to go back to ORU in the fall? Do you follow?
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: It's yeah. like, okay, and now I'm forced with a decision of do I want the Lord's will for me or do I want my desire?
3: Yeah.
2: And being willing to surrender things that I want that are safe, that are stable, that I know, that I can comprehend, that I see a vision with, that I see a purpose, and saying, Okay, Lord, I don't know what you're doing, but I want your will to be done.
0: Amen.
2: And praying through that and surrendering that to Him. I got to the point, I got to the point where I'm calling my girlfriend and telling her, I'm not going back to ORU.
0: Okay.
2: Or I'm calling my friends, telling them, I'm not going back to ORU. It, it, it was that real for me, but there was a, what's so funny is there was a rest and a peace in that because although I didn't know, okay, how am I going to make this long distance relationship work? Where am I going to go? What am I going to do? There was peace in it knowing, okay, I'm in the will that the Lord has for me in this day. Mm -hmm. This is what God has for me today. I'm trusting him today. This is what I believe he's asking me to do today. The next day, the next day, the next day doing that. And then all of a sudden, a couple of weeks before, someone calls me out of the blue with the exact dollar amount I was needing. They had no idea. And so from the be- if you look at where I was at in the beginning, you look at the end, okay, someone did come through literally with a check. And but the process that the Lord took me through, and my heart was saying, hey. What do you do when you don't see the vision, when you don't see how things are going to work out, when you don't see, when you don't see, when you don't know, and when everyone's telling you it has to look a certain way, you have to be in this place in your life at this age, with this amount in your bank account, with this, and it has to be like this. What happens when you get to those places and you're not there? Do I pray, God, you know, do this for me, give me this amount of money, give me this, God, do this. And when those things start to happen, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God. Or am I willing to say, God, I don't know your plan, but I know you. And I know that you have a good plan for me. And I surrender this day to you. You do what you want. Because at the end of the day, if I'm in your will, that's as scary as it may be, as many risks as the Lord may ask you to take, when you're in his will, it's ultimately the safest place you could ever be.
0: Yeah. That's good
2: but that's pride, right? That's, that's your, that's your own natural humanity wanting to be in control. And it takes a daily, daily relationship with Jesus daily asking the Lord, teach me more about who you are to realize this life is not about you. Yeah. yeah then, you, then, you, then you're able to get to those conclusions. Then you're able to make those choices that, you know, cause you to live a higher standard and you're, it does. You don't do it on your own. You'll never. You were about, You'll never be able to. You'll. You'll. I can't remember what you said. You said like you'll get flopped by the devil or something. <laughs> I can't remember what you said. But it's true. It's true. You'll get pancake, Yeah. It's true. Because you'll you'll only be able to make it so far on your own, and that's not what the Lord asks you to do. He doesn't ask you to do it on your own. He asks you to to get to know Him, and to walk with Him. And when you're able to lay aside your own pride and say, I'm living for someone who gave me everything. Yeah. Like when, when you get to the honest, right? The honest conclusion that your life is actually borrowed. The time we're living has been a gift to us. The money that we earn, though, yes, we go to work and we put in time and we get this direct deposit and it shows up in our account and it's a numerical value and we add we add value to that that that's not actually ours, then all of a sudden you're looking at life in a completely different way. And you're saying, oh, this is not about me. I may want this house, this may be my dream house, or let's be really realistic. I can't even think about a dream house. It might be like, this might be my dream car right now. <laughs> like this might be, or, or this might be the dream apartment that I want and how I want it decorated. And that and the lord knows that but more so than that dream is jesus your ultimate dream is living for him your ultimate dream yeah. because he's gonna he's gonna ask you to do things and to and to go places that might even feel like they contradict your own desires and your own idea for your life yeah. but who ultimately is on that throne in your heart yeah. and 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 when you come back to your knees And you come back to that, this is who Jesus is. This is what I want my life to be about. This is who he is. This is what I want my life to be about. This is who, when you're forced with something that contradicts who he is, you don't want it. As good as it may look, you don't want it. Yeah. As fun as it may sound, you don't want it. But that doesn't come in an instant and stay forever. It's the opposite. You have to keep working towards that working towards this is who jesus is yeah and this is how i want to live this is who jesus is each season that you're in this is who jesus is and this is how i want to live this is there's a, a verse um that i actually made sure to write down because i wanted to say it. second corinthians four eighteen. it says so we fix our eyes not on what is seen but on what is unseen since what is uh since what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal and that's it right yeah
0: Any, any questions for our South Carolina <laughs> friend? I think we should end it there. <laughs> well, Donald. Praise God. Uh, personally, and I also think that I can speak for the three of us here. We are extremely thankful uh, just for the time that you took just to share, uh, to pour out some wisdom and to, to share what has what God has imparted inside of you um and then also the journey that he's taking you on and um i know that i've, I've been blessed by this uh, by this message by the testimony the wisdom um the vulnerability um, it, it's blessed me a whole lot a lot of those things i really didn't even know i mean we've been friends for a little bit now i would <laughs> say at least what four About four years yeah yeah
2: we've at least known each other and for 4 years yeah yeah
0: we we've had some. Uh, I
2: wouldn't say we've been friends for four. Who are we kidding, bro? We've been friends for four years. Come
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> not failed, not failed Bible study, but some, some brief Bible studies. Never
1: failed. <laughs> I forgot about that. that was was fun, no, dude.
0: It just yeah. So I mean, it's it's what been, was it?
2: What was it called again? It was called uh, a little strange. scram. And a
0: little then, scram. What was the second one? What was it? Uh, the one.
1: Yeah, it was at your house
2: oh wait oh yeah 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 i don't think we ever named it is it that <laughs> scott's house
0: <laughs> yeah it's called that's right it was something oh, shit. i don't know something about. like that yeah men's bibles i don't know but <laughs> yeah. man, I, we, yeah. we, we've we <laughs> what are you saying <laughs> you're good man you're good
2: no literally i was saying nothing bro <laughs> i thought you were saying something oh uh, no I, I was just uh, what I would say is yeah we've been friends for the last four years. Um, there's been times when we hung out more, times when we hung out less. But to to uh, the point we talked about earlier, surrounding yourself with people, yeah. even what what Jordan was saying, like talking about the three of you, it's like ultimately what what drew the three of you together was your guys's character, right? And you each see something in those people around you that you want to be like. And so for you, Miguel, it's like, yeah, we've never been in the same circles necessarily. Like we've, we've, um, but we've been friends, but it's always been this uh, respect for your character and who you are. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I, I, yes, we've been friends for four years. And if we, if we, uh, if anyone
0: was wondering, (laughs) Man, i I appreciate it again thank you for taking this time out and um, we're extremely thankful you are not just my friend you're you know a friend of <laughs> higher standard I'd say you're, you're welcome back anytime so I mean <laughs> let's I do it. it looks like for this podcast <laughs> but you know we well, let's let's keep it going so again thank you so much and of course bro. Look forward to you know continue this relationship with you know higher standard and, and you and let us know if you need something, even if it's just a prayer. Um, Always. Again, we appreciate it.
2: Always. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you guys and everything you're doing with Higher Standard. Uh, you're definitely uh, being a voice and using your gifts and talents in a way that uh, honors and glorifies the Lord. And that's, that's all uh, he can ask us to do with, with what we've been given. Amen. Praise
0: God. Let's continue to be used. Everybody have a great week. Donald, thank you. Uh, Jordan. Of course. Thank you guys. I want to say thank you to these two guys right here too. <laughs> Consistency, Just showing up, yeah, being ready to go. You know, we kind of, some things can end up being last minute at times and they always just do a great job. Just, uh, just being there, just being there and being ready to go for whatever it is that we need to do. I couldn't do it without these two people sitting right next to me um, and I appreciate y'all. I love you guys. So, uh, let's all have a great week, month, whatever. Um, and, uh, keep living a higher standard of life that is pleasing into the Lord and living for him. All right, cool. Amen. Let's go.